0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, where Team Needham discusses everything healthcare. I'm your host, along with my beautiful wife, Janet, and our producer, Lindsay, and we are streaming live from the Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy Studio. And today, we had a cancellation Uh, Dr. Pran is in Australia, and Australia has been been completely locked down again. Yeah, you know why? Because of that Delta variant, you know, um, the thing that Dr. Ryan Cole calls the Scariant, the Delta Scariant. So Australia is being locked down. Hopefully, uh, we're not going to follow. But if you look at L.A. and you look at Las Vegas, they've already instituted a mask-wearing policy again. So as you can tell by my attitude right now, I'm not so happy about it. And I am sick and tired of my individual liberties being taken away. And I sure hope it does not follow me up here because I am tired of it. I want to be free. And speaking of free and speaking of liberty, Sarah Ann is from Idaho. And she is with the Idaho Health Freedom Group. And she is going to talk about um, medical liberty. And Sarah Ann, um, go ahead and get started. Introduce yourself.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, yes, so um, I'm Sarah Ann with Health Freedom Idaho. We are at healthfreedomidaho.org. Um, we are a nonprofit here in Idaho. We got started uh, late 2015 and then spring of 2016, we really came together. We were working on a variety of issues. We, we write um, and fight for legislation at the Idaho Capitol. And we do a lot of community events. We do a lot of educating. We talk to the legislators. We are kind of everywhere and we have um, regional leaders all over the state So we do events um, and outreach and education all over the state of Idaho. And, um, you know, we saw that there was a lot of health freedom issues already happening way back. Um, For me, it started in 2011. The organization didn't get going until 2015. Um, But long before this COVID situation, I mean, health freedom and bodily autonomy, that is the basis of our freedom. If we do not control our own bodies and what is put into them or not, then we are not free. We are slaves. So that's what we do. We educate and work.
0: That's absolutely right. And I want to welcome anybody. First of all, Sarah, welcome to the show. Thank you for um, taking... Um, this invitation last minute. I really appreciate you being on. I know you've got a protesting schedule going on today and I want to talk a little bit about that. I also want to welcome callers. Please call in and ask us any questions about health freedom and um, just liberty when it comes to our own bodies. 509-537-0411. And even if you don't call in live, use that number after after the show because I do answer it personally myself and I will get back to you. So um, use that and please share this today. Share this Facebook. We are streaming live on Facebook. Please share this today. People need to know about medical freedom. And this, like Sarah Ann says, this is not just about COVID. In fact, that's just a minor thing that the government has used to kind of Escalate this situation as Sarah Ann will tell you a little bit about this has been going on for years and we need to stop it. We should have charge of our own bodies when it comes to our medical treatments. So thank you Sarah Ann, for being on. Tell us a little bit about the history of 2011 and what got you into this medical freedom issue.
1: Sure. So that was the year that my oldest daughter started kindergarten. Um, and when I took her to be registered for kindergarten, they asked me, I was not willing to share my confidential medical information, which I don't think anyone should or should have to. Um, and so they asked me to complete the state uh, vaccine exemption form. And I refused. It was a very incriminating form that I was not willing to sign. I'm not going to legally sign my name to something I don't agree with. Um, so I ended up getting in and, a pretty big fight with that elementary school. And from there I started researching, you know, the statutes and the administrative rules in Idaho. My education background is in criminal justice and public law and political philosophy. So I already had,
0: they they picked the wrong person to fight.
1: (laughs) They kind of did because I was willing to, you know, use that background and go back and really research the law. And I was able to very easily show them how they were wrong. They were completely out of line with the legislative intent of those statutes. Um, And it ended up going pretty far down the road with the director of the Department of Health and Welfare. I ended up writing a bill um, when we started Health Freedom Idaho later in 2016 um, about that issue. It took us several years, um, all the way from 2016 till 2019. We finally got one of the administrative rules changed um the department of health and welfare had to go into our legislative committees and correct the rule because it was incorrectly written um they went through several versions of that exemption form and now we've gotten to the point where we've been so vocal about it that most idahoans are pretty aware that they can write their own parent statement they do not have to use the state exemption form um we provide samples up for them to use that cite all the appropriate sections of code and the appropriate administrative rules which have now been fixed. So that was a lot of work, but now we're at a point where parents are now not only aware of the exemptions, because a lot of people didn't even realize we have all three exemptions in Idaho, um, but that they do not have to sign any incriminating documents created by the state.
0: Wow. Go, Sarah Ann. Holy <laughs> smokes. That's a lot. Thank you. Can, you. can you lobby in Washington too? Maybe you need to lobby federally. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't think I don't think I want to do that. I've got enough to work on in Idaho.
0: (laughs) Right. Okay. So, tell us uh, about there's a a specific bill, Senate Bill 140 in Idaho going on right now. Will you tell us a little bit about that?
1: So it was House Bill 140. Okay. Um, Thank you. Yeah, sure. So that was originally written back in 2019. I worked with Representative Priscilla Giddings, who's one of our rock star Liberty legislators. Um, Her and I were already, you know, seeing the writing on the wall, seeing what was coming long before COVID, um, you know, just with flu vaccines and our childhood vaccines and just everything. Um, So we started working on some language to add to Idaho code to say that any company or employer in Idaho Um, shall not discriminate against their employees on the basis of their vaccine status. And so in 20, the 2020 legislative session, we were not able to get a hearing at all. In the 2021 session, we did get a hearing in the house commerce committee because this, you know, involves our businesses. Um, It passed through the house commerce committee. It went to the house floor. There was a fantastic debate on the house floor the discussion led by representative Giddings. Um, It passed the house overwhelmingly 49 to 21. And then it went over to the Senate side to start its journey again. And um, our Senate Commerce Committee Chairman Jim Patrick, um, who takes lots of campaign donations from pharmaceutical companies and from Blue Cross, uh, put the bill directly in the drawer and it died there. So that's what happens a lot of times in Idaho. Our good liberty bills pass fantastic. They go right through the House easily and then they die in the, the drawer of a committee chairman on the Senate side. We have a very gross Senate. So that bill, that was this session, 2021, this spring. Um, and so now, and that bill would have prevented exactly what's happening right now with the hospitals in Idaho, which is that um, just recently, the three major healthcare providers in Idaho, the St. Luke's Hospital, St. Alphonsus Hospital and Primary Health a Company have announced that they are going to force the COVID injection on all of their employees by September 1st, or they're fired. So, of course, I mean, now we can see even more why that bill was killed because and we know Jim Patrick actually admitted in a meeting with me that Blue Cross hated the bill and refused it. And so that's why it never got a hearing on the Senate side. And of course, now we know why they had plans to force this on all of their employees.
0: Wow. Janet, do you have any questions or comments for Sarian?
1: Well,
2: I, I guess I'm going to comment on forcing someone to take something that's experimental is not exactly my liberty for one. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm kind of shocked that, you know, at this point we should be at herd immunity. So most hospitals and most um, employees at hospitals already take risk every single day, whether it be with the COVID virus or other bacteria or virus infections that we are treating clients with and patients with. So it's, it's, true in my mind as to where this is going. This is definitely not Liberty. It's about the buck, the dollar. And I mean, that clearly is, is being demonstrated here because it's unfortunate that people are being forced to take something that, you know, we don't even really know how it's going to affect everybody. I mean, this is, this vaccine has had more side effects than, um, a normal drug that is put forward to the FDA—it's not FDA approved—and I think that's one of the most misleading things that our health districts and health um, bureaucrats are doing to us: is that they're they're claiming that we need to take something that has not been passed by the FDA; it's still experimental.
0: And on that experimental issue, it probably with the side effects that it's had—myocarditis and 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 other neurological issues. It wouldn't be passed by the FDA. So they want to kind of keep it in emergency authorization use because then they can do it because it won't be pulled off the market. Because if it was trying to be passed by the FDA with all the side effects, it wouldn't be passed. And then they couldn't force it on people. And speaking of forcing it on people, how good is something if you've got to force it on somebody?
1: You want to comment on that, Sarah Ann? Well, for sure. I mean, clearly, we know government is interfering in free market. You know, if if something was fantastic, people would flock to it, there would be no need to to force it on people. And that's absolutely not liberty. And, um, you know, on the on the topic of it being experimental, certainly, that's totally unacceptable to force anything that's in, it, in the experimental stage. But even when it's approved, you know, It's not liberty. It's not freedom to force anything into someone's body.
0: No, absolutely, absolutely not. So where is this going, this protest? You're having a protest later today um, against the hospitals that are trying to mandate this to their employees. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. So our Idaho nurses are feisty and amazing and strong and determined (laughs) and they have teamed up like the minute this was announced, all of a sudden there was groups popping up on Facebook and Telegram and Signal like they are not going to have it and they are grouping together. Um, and rising up and standing for one another, um, even ones who've, who've chosen to take the, the injection. You know, they're, I'm seeing them saying, like, I chose to take it, but my fellow nurse should not be forced. And so I stand with you. Um, so today's protest, you know, is really in response to this announcement. And um, it's at the St. Luke's Hospital, the Meridian location on Eagle Road today at four o'clock Mountain Time. Um, and it's looking like there's going to be hundreds and hundreds of people out on Eagle Road. We're going to have our massive. Health Freedom Idaho has the massive banners that say uh, COVID-19 vaccine manufacturers are exempt from legal liability, which is true uh, because of the 1986 uh, National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act. All vaccine makers are exempt from legal liability when they harm and kill patients. Um, So we had huge banners made. We actually a couple months ago hung them on a freeway overpass which was really cool and you know, got some exposure out there so that people, a lot of people don't realize that. Like if, if this vaccine hurts or kills you or your kids or your mom or your parents, um, you know, you don't, you don't get to sue the pharmaceutical industry. Like you're just out of luck.
0: So what about employers, employers that mandate this? What if somebody has a side effect from it? Um, Can they sue their employer?
1: No, nope. There is no one who holds the legal liability for the damage that this is causing.
0: I mean, that alone should really raise some red flags, honestly. Um, And if that doesn't to people, I don't know what will. So how long is this protest going to be lasting? Is it all through the week? Is it just this one day tonight?
1: Yeah, so this one is just from four to six today during rush hour traffic. Um, but the the protest continues online. Like there is a ton of discussion throughout social media on our healthfreedomidaho.org website. You know we're trying to give details as fast as we can about the newest developments through our email list. Um, if people want to go to healthfreedomidaho.org and just sign up to receive our emails, you know we pump out the information as fast as we know it. <laughs> and they're censoring us. I mean, we had a health freedom Idaho Facebook page and 17,000 followers, and Facebook completely deleted it last year so wow. now yeah the censorship is just out of control there's the little banner for our protest today that just scrolled by but yeah so the censorship is crazy and so people have to find ways to communicate and one of those ways is through our email list and then we're also on telegram health freedom idaho
0: well and you know we've already said this but i just want to make this 100 percent clear this is not about covid this is not about anti-vaxxers Um, We are just pro-liberty. I'm speaking for myself. I am just pro-liberty. I think it should be an individual's choice to what they put in their body, whether it be any kind of medication, any kind of injection, any kind of vaccine. Um, It should be the individual person's choice. And if they want to do that also, that is up to them. Absolutely. Yeah. I just think it's all about liberty. Janet?
2: Oh, I totally agree with that statement. We have friends that have chose to take the vaccine, and I'm sure my mother has, um, but the The part about it that is very frustrating to me personally is that we have engaged in a division between individuals in our country and on an emotional and a political level that is never ever happened up until this point. I do recall when my kids were going to school that, you know, they asked questions about proof of immunization. And I, I personally don't have a problem with sharing that information. So, you know, I disclosed uh, what we had vaccinated with. But, you know, both Sean and I have vaccinated people. We we have given many, many flu shots over the years. And it's not that we are opposed to um people making choices for their own body. What we are opposed to is being forced into it by entities that have no right to tell us what we put in our body. And then on top of it, putting, um, you know, the economic pressure on individuals who their livelihood depends on on working. And if they can't work in the entity that's causing uh, this dilemma, then, you know, that's not freedom. That to me, is so against our country and and, the, and what we stand for as individuals. And to claim that this is for the greater good really sets us down a bad road. I mean, I it's very scary to me on on the political and economic level for our our nation.
1: Certainly, and yeah, just just to follow up with what you said, I mean, that's also the stance of Health Freedom Idaho. You know, we we don't want to stand in the way of anyone who wants to make any health choice for themselves. Of course not. Um, but yeah, none of us want to be forced and should not be forced. That's not freedom.
0: No, not at all. So what are you expecting on tonight's protest?
1: Well, it's looking pretty good. I've got 300 on the Facebook event and I know a lot of my freedom people don't like to even reply on Facebook events <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> because they don't want to put out there publicly where they're going to be and when. So I'm hoping, you know, it'll be double that. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's, People are really upset as they should be and and our nurses are really feeling backed into a corner and that's not okay. I mean, these people are there to take care of us and now we need to take care of them and protect their freedom.
0: So, where do you see where do you see uh, any more legislation going in Idaho with this? Do you see Supreme Court getting involved at all with this with this argument?
1: Well, it'll be interesting. So, you know, with with our bill, House Bill 140, um, now it's very ironic that the legislators and the governor who last year had no problem interfering in private business and saying you will wear a mask, you will force your customers to wear a mask, you will do A, B and C, you know, during this COVID thing. Now, all of a sudden, they're stepping back and saying, well, if we were to pass a bill like that, that would be interfering with private business. And we don't want to do that, which is infuriating <laughs> because of course everyone knows. I mean, if we were going to have no government meddling in business, we wouldn't have occupational licensing. We wouldn't have professional licensing. We wouldn't have the hundreds and hundreds of statutes and administrative rules that we have that govern business. So that's just a ridiculous argument. So um,
0: you are, boy, we could talk for hours, but you are a true <laughs> liberty lover. If, if you uh, question government licensing, you are a true liberty lover. And believe me, I'm, I'm right okay. there with you. <laughs> I am right here with you. I I have a pharmacist license and it's how I make my living, but it does not make me a good pharmacist at all. Um the right. consumer consumers decide that, not the exactly. government. Just exactly. because somebody's license does not mean they're good.
1: Exactly right. And I'm all about the free market. So yeah, yeah license I, so,
0: I got to do it. I got to put a plug in for my book, okay? Okay. <laughs> so, um since you're new and I just basically reached out to you yesterday. I haven't had a chance to tell you about my book, but um, my book is all about free market and healthcare. And oh. it's called Sickened, How the Government Ruined Healthcare and How to Fix It. I'm sure you love that title, because- I do. Right, of course you do. And it's all about free market solutions. We cannot look to the government to solve these problems at all. When no. you looked at this pandemic early on, um, the government the government screwed things up. I mean, they're the yeah. ones that messed things up. Um, yeah. All lockdowns did, if they did anything, honestly, would actually prolong the pandemic, Um, you know, and and obviously destroyed an economy. And now we printed a lot more money, trillions and trillions of dollars that we don't have of fiat money. Um, So we're just putting it on the backs of our great, great grandkids because it is unsustainable. We are broke. We cannot afford all those stimulus checks that we, you know, we don't really have the money for. So um, the government ruined it. The private enterprise. Private individuals and private in- doctors and private groups would have managed it much better, just like our healthcare system. Yep. If you think our healthcare system has a problem, which it does, obviously we have an access problem, we have a price problem, we have a transparency problem, we have a surprise billing problem, we have lots of problems. Yep. The way to fix that is not by the government. It's for Agreed. the government to right. It's for the government to get out of it. The yep. government caused the problem. How can they fix it? Get out of it. Get out, out of the way. Solution. <laughs> Yes. And so my book has a six-step solution on how to fix healthcare. There's six steps in there. Um, And they're really simple steps, and they start with individuals. And the first step is people have to take charge of their own health.
1: Yes. Amen to that. For sure. Yeah. Where do I get your book?
0: I'm definitely going to read oh, it. Oh, I'm going to give you one. I'm going ah! to see you this week. I'm going to give you a signed copy.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> because I will be yes. in Boise.
0: I will be in yes. Boise over the next few days. So Great. I will give you that. But for, other, for the people that I'm not going to see, you can go to Amazon. My book is on Amazon, Sickened, How the Government Ruined Healthcare and How to Fix It. It's on Kindle form. It's in uh, paperback and it will be available shortly. I'm still doing the edits on the audio version um they're really really specific in particular about those uh, details oh. on the audio version so i keep having to tweak it which is good yes. i like yes. perfection so um, also speaking of free markets um, if for those of you that don't know there's what's called the free market medical association it is a national conference where pharmacists doctors nurses People that believe in free market medicine from all over the nation, maybe world, I'm guessing, um, meet. Uh, there's a conference once a year. Jan and I are going to be there in a couple weeks in Dallas in August. Stay tuned. Look at our Facebook page for that. Look at the Moselik Professional Pharmacy Facebook page so you can follow us with what's going on at the Free Market Medical Association. We are honored that Dr. Keith Smith, co founder of the Surgery Center of Oklahoma, which is one of the first. Um, centers to get out into the free market and get away from government billing, Medicare and Medicaid. One of the first surgery centers uh, to ever do that. Um, we get to interview him um, in a few weeks. So stay tuned for that because he is the pioneer of free market medicine. Stay tuned for that. So Sarah Ann, what, what do you believe about the free markets in, in, in medicine?
1: Well, oh my. I could talk about that all day. Long. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, I just I I want in all things government out of it as much as possible. I'm I'm glad you shared with me that information just now because I mean, that's one of the things the nurses, there's a lot of chatter going on right now because of everything that's happening with these hospitals. There's chatter now um about trying to start our own clinics, trying to start our own hospitals, you know, free a free market solution if these big healthcare providers in Idaho are going to force things into the bodies of people who don't want them, you know, maybe the free market can step up and have a solution for those of us who not only don't want it, but I mean, we don't want to be around it honestly, this transmission and and everything with this injection, um, you know how it's it's harming and affecting women's reproductive systems and um, you know, there's a lot of us who would really prefer to have another option, so I'm hoping that there's going to be some free market solutions in Idaho for this.
0: There will be. Um, here's here's reality. Um, you can't stop free markets. Governments have tried for centuries to stop yeah. free markets. It didn't work in the Soviet Union. Yeah. Um, free markets, free markets always prevail. It didn't work in the 1920s with the prohibition of alcohol. Right. Couldn't stop it. Right. That's not work now when it comes to prohibition of cocaine and heroin and marijuana, anything like that. You can't stop a free market. The free market always wins and it will win in healthcare. There might be two different segments, but there will always be a free market in healthcare. You see it now. Here's a perfect. Here's a perfect example of a free market in healthcare. Um, LASIK eye surgery. Perfect example oh, yeah. of, a, of a free market in healthcare. You yeah. can go anywhere. You can go anywhere you want. Pay any price you want. And um, you know, transparency. And mm-hmm. that's not. That's not how government medicine works. I mean, the government right. has completely screwed up the system.
1: Right. Yeah. I'm also loving seeing, you know, these insurance like health shares where people come together and help each other out with their bills. Like, I love that idea. I'm all about minimizing our participation in these huge um, insurance conglomerates as much as possible.
0: now that you say something, that is actually step five in my book. Very
1: good.
0: <laughs> don't use. You're awesome. You do not use traditional health insurance. I think traditional health insurance is a ripoff. Yep. It's a scam. Yep. The health insurance companies are in bed with big pharma. They're in yep. bed. With hospitals. They've created cartels. Yep. There is no such thing as private healthcare insurance anymore. If it's traditional healthcare insurance, I don't care if it's Premier Blue, Blue this, Blue that, whatever it is, United this, United that, it is government insurance because the government tells that insurance company what to cover at what price, period. So if you want to liberate yourself in healthcare and you wanna choose what kind of healthcare you receive personally, go to a health sharing ministry they're not all ministry based now there are some that are non that are non ministry based mm-hmm. um, and then you have the liberty to choose where you go to the doctor what price you want to pay what you want covered yep. and it's it's a beautiful thing because being liberated is awesome
1: for sure I love it freedom for the win <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's right that's right so as we wrap this podcast up uh, Sarah Lynn what is in a, in a couple sentences or a paragraph um, What is it that you want? What is it that you have a passion for and you want people to know about?
1: I would just say, I mean, I think I sound like a broken record on social media, just constantly. Please understand your bodily autonomy. Please read the constitution, understand your rights came from God. They did not come from government. You don't have to ask permission to determine what is and is not going to go into your body. You don't have to ask permission, anything concerning your body. Um, You know, that, It is your God given inalienable right to determine for yourself what you're going to do. And I know it's a terrible position right now. You know, right now it's our nurses that are in down the road. Who knows what other professions are going to take this up to. But your job is not worth your health. It's not worth your autonomy. It is not worth your freedom. Please stand now before this gets any worse. And also do not forget that right now it might not be you. I mean, right now it's not me like I'm in real estate and it's not it's not my profession that's mandating this, but it will be me next and it will be you next. So stand with your fellow humans right now for their freedom and their autonomy, because if you don't, it's going to be you next.
0: Well, and that's what I appreciate you saying, too, because, uh, you know, through this whole pandemic thing, which I, I'm going to say a government created pandemic is what it really is. Yeah. Um, you know, early on, I was saying, hey, look, I'm lucky because right now I, I'm considered an essential worker. So, you know, we we got to go to work. Right. Um, but that doesn't mean in the future I'm not going to be. I exactly. mean, because it's only a matter of time. And by the way, I've got a thing called a license. And. Me
1: too. <laughs> yeah. And that's.
0: And for speaking out, we've had we've had doctors on our on our podcast that have that have, you know, um, been looked at by the state medical board because they spoke out against um, against yes. the, some of the covid stuff. So um, it's not that it can't happen. And, and he said, too, it was Dr. Scott Jensen in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. He was also a senator at the time. He said, you know, yeah, it's happened to me now, but it could be you next. Exactly That's
1: true. right. They're coming yeah. for all of us eventually. So please stand up for your, for everybody right now.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. So what's the best way? I think we already said it, but I always like to finish the show like this. Sarah-Ann, what is the best way to get a hold of you um, through this um, Health Freedom Idaho?
1: Yeah, so we have info at healthfreedomidaho.org is one of our emails. Um, me directly at IamExempt at healthfreedomidaho.org. And then, of course, through our website, healthfreedomidaho.org, and our telegram. It's just all under Health Freedom Idaho. So, I mean, of course, though, you do have to look a little bit because Google buries us in their searches. So you might have to, to actually type in the full healthfreedomidaho.org. They do try to shut us down. They don't like truth and free speech. <laughs> no,
0: of course not. So I am asking anybody that's a nurse, uh, especially in Idaho, but anybody that's a nurse, period, that they share this this, uh, Facebook live today, because it's very, very important to get this information out all over the nation. So if you know anybody in healthcare, please share this because Sarah Ann is a powerhouse when it came to, you know, getting a bill passed, uh, through the, um, house in, in Idaho. We want to keep this stuff going. Um, even though the Senate, the Senate you know, put the bill under under the rug, that doesn't mean it's over. It's no. never over. Our liberty is never over. We have to continually fight for liberty because if we don't have freedom, we have nothing.
1: Yep. Nothing. Amen. So
0: please remember that. Please share this with anybody in healthcare. We would really, really appreciate it. And so would any of your healthcare colleagues. Um, so Sarah Ann, thank you so much for being on. I'm excited to meet you um, someday and I will give you a signed copy of my book. Thank you so oh, much. You know, thank
1: you so much. And thanks for having me.
0: Yes. Thank you so much. Well, tune in speaking of free markets, free markets and pharmacy. As you know, our guys, is, our pharmacy is definitely a, uh, free market pharmacy. We don't bill any insurance, including any government programs, because we realize that the government makes things more expensive <laughs> and their service sucks. So yeah. we want to be able to take care of people the way we want to take care of people. And guess what? We have been a pioneer in that industry, in our industry, since 2002. We have not built insurance. We really stepped outside of, of the box ahead of this, of of a big free market push, and we've actually inspired a few people to do the same thing. So Wednesday, um, Nate Hucks is going to be on. He's a fellow pharmacist, and he opened a cash only pharmacy in Ohio called Freedom Pharmacy. You love the name, Sarianne?
1: I do. <laughs> yeah. Do too,
0: and he is going to be talking about it. It's more he does do some custom compounding like we do, but he also does a lot of just regular prescriptions. And he's going to be talking about why he did that. And let me just tell you, it's the free market at work: price, quality, and service. Um, that's what it's all about. So tune in Wednesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. You don't want to miss that. <laughs>